Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Last year, I dropped deeper and deeper into my purpose of helping women shed unhelpful layers turn inwards and take ownership of their lives in order to access their fullest, most vibrant potential. In this time, I have been creating an immersion that offers exactly that, through a completely unique blend of tools, skills and practices, from yoga, breathwork and the body, to self-inquiry, emotional process work and intuitive and creative art-based explorations, so that understanding and spiritual growth is deeply integrated through a variety of modalities and is fully embodied. I'd love to invite you to the first ever Voyage to the Soul four-day immersion taking place in Norfolk, UK from the 24th to the 27th of April, 2020. If you'd like further info on this immersion and how you can join us, please contact me, Shay, through the contact page on shaydaya.com, linked in the show notes. Hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kombucha and Color. Shay and I are catching up, and today we thought it would be a really good idea just to have a little bit of time to reflect and take stock on really everything that's happened and everything that has changed with inside ourselves since we started recording this podcast. Um, some of you may know that Shay came down to visit me a little while ago to run her marathon and we recorded the podcast on running the marathon. And the weekend that Shay was here, I was up early in the morning because that's just my style and everybody else is still asleep. And I was just sitting in the living room, like trying not to make too much noise while everybody was still sleeping. And I just thought, let me listen to the very, very first episode of Kombucha and Color as you do. And I listened to the very first episode and I just thought, you know, so much has changed since we started recording these episodes in both Shay and myself. And actually, even when we published our very first episode, there was a gap in between when we had recorded and when we had published, which was about six months. And even at that time, I thought that so much has shifted in that time. And so now we are almost two years on since we started recording these episodes and making this little commitment to ourselves every week to meet up and chat and explore and converse. And so I suggested to Shay that today, let's just take a moment to reflect on all the changes that have happened so that we're almost like reintroducing ourselves to the listeners of the podcast. So that's the plan for today. Yeah. So when Anna decided, she said to me, she was like, why don't we reintroduce ourselves? And I was like, oh, that's such a good idea. And I actually forgotten that we had that six months gap between when we first recorded and we, then we published because we had, we decided to bank up a whole lot of episodes before we released them. And we also had no idea about the technology. So we were just like <laughs> waiting for the universe to provide on that one. <laughs> Which it did. And when Anna suggested this topic, she said, why don't we have the three, we answer the 
the question of what are the three biggest changes that have happened and then what are the three biggest lessons that we have learned. So we are going to answer those today and hopefully you take away some of our lessons and some of our learnings and they might be able to be applied to your life. So, so Anna, Shay, you want to, <laughs> you want to put me on the spot first, okay. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. I mean, I don't know about you, but I personally found this actually when I started to think about everything that's happened, I was like, wow, there's so much. But how do you really kind of summarize it into a way that the listeners can take away? It's like a nice little beautifully wrapped up package. And mm. um, so Shay, what is the first thing that came to you or the first thing that you started to think about when I suggested this sort of question or this sort of opportunity to reflect? Well, I did some journaling on this this morning before this podcast and the things that came up for me were very internal. So it wasn't the external changes and the things on the outside, but much more of the internal stuff. The first thing that came to me was compared to not only the beginning of starting this podcast, which is two years ago, but probably really my first moving to London. And if I think of that time then and compared to now, it's been a journey to get to this point. So I think it's all cumulative. So it like builds on itself. But my first thing is I definitely feel way more empowered within myself and much more within my own power. And if I reflect back on you know, having first moved to London or even before start, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, every single little decision that I would make, or every single little thing that I would want to do in my business or my day, I would constantly be checking in with, Warren, do you think this is a good idea? Should I be doing this? What about this? Do you think about this? I'm not sure about this. And now even I can hear and feel my language is not asking, but it's saying, I'm going to do this. And yes, I still have those moments where I check in with somebody else because it's really useful to have that soundboarding and to have that, you know, things where it's not my zone of excellence, you know, on administration things, you know, pricing and dates and timing and things like that. It's really useful to have that sounding board, but there's so much of what I've been doing now that I'm really just much more in my power and being able to really step forward with what I'm trying to do. And I think if I reflect on where that's come from, in the relationship that I was in previous to being with Warren, every single thing that I needed to do or I wanted to do was dependent on whether it suited somebody else. And I was constantly having to, even in a subconscious level, check in with somebody else. Is it okay if I do this? Is it okay if I do this? And I would then change my day, change my plans to fit around somebody else's schedule. And we had completely opposing schedule, me and this ex-boyfriend that I had. And the whole relationship was in his power. And, and I was my power was very much taken away. And I thought that I had worked through a lot of that. But it's only really in these recent couple of months that I've really been able to fully, fully let that go. And I suppose the lesson that has come from that is in order to be in your power, you have to access all emotions that you are holding. And a lot of the time for women, it's about us being able to access anger. And for empaths, for people who are absorbing other people's emotions and merging with other people's emotions, it can feel really overwhelming to, or not overwhelming, or maybe frightening to express anger because when we express anger, that brings up some kind of maybe unwelcome emotion in somebody else. And then when somebody else is feeling an unwelcome emotion, we absorb it to try and make them feel better. So it's like, if we bring up anger, oh, it's just going to affect us as well. But really having that clear, separate boundary of these are my emotions and my stuff, that is your emotions and your stuff, allows you to be able to really step into ownership of yourself. 
And I think that, you know, we've, I've also just listened to that book that you recommended on a few episodes ago that the, when the body says no, and so much of it is about how we repressing emotion and that can cause an environment in which certain genes or certain different diseases are more readily expressed. Not that it's the cause of it and not that it's the fault of you, but it just creates an environment where that is more potential, I guess. And something that came up for me, there's been quite a severe tragedy in South Africa. There was a murder recently and one of the women who came on my retreat was one of the people who was on site when this murder happened and it was one of her best friends. And we've kind of been emailing back and forwards about this and she's just been asking for some guidance and for some help. And, you know, I'm not a trauma specialist and I'm not a counselor in that capacity yet, maybe, who knows. But what I said to her is that, you know, when you're in this place of grief and overwhelm, which is, I think, a common thing for a lot of us to feel that feeling of overwhelm, we tend to lose some of our power and we tend to lose some of our ability to really step up and when we can stay in the energy of anger which is a charged energy and use it in a very productive and in a way that is expressed in a healthy productive way we can use anger as an energy for change so you know it was a terrible situation that they found themselves in but when there's anger around it, especially about the violence associated with what can you do in that energy of anger to create change for either your small community or a community that is bigger or a space that is more global, you know, setting up foundations or creating support networks or maybe teaching on violence. You know, there's so much that you can do when you stay in the energy of anger, which puts you into a place of power rather than into the energy of overwhelm and grief, which is the collapse. So yeah, it's more well, for me. The first thing is about being in my own power and feeling really empowered within myself. And that comes through the lesson comes through being able to fully express that range of emotion and not withholding and not repressing anything. Yeah, that's very, very powerful. <laughs> so, yeah. so tell us about your first chat or your first biggest change and the lesson so that came from. I kind of also did some journaling and then I was doing this yesterday afternoon and then what I did is I just closed my eyes and I thought about like what is like the thing that or the sentence or the phrase that would sum everything up and the very first thing that I wrote down was slowing down and this has definitely Shay's just drinking her tea and nodding her head right now I thought you would say slowing down yeah obviously I built my whole business around slowing down because this has been my experience and it's you know our pain is our purpose and we are here to teach what we need to learn as well and so you've mentioned Colleen I think already on the show and we've come back to her because you know she is ever present in our life sending us little voice notes and healing and abundance all the time we love you Colleen and I can still hear her words. I first started working with her June 2017 and we started recording these podcasts in September, October 2017. So I can still hear her words. You need to slow down. You need to slow down. And so probably that has been something that has been unfolding since the time when we started to record these podcasts. And you said that a lot of the shifts that you had experienced had been internal. And that is exactly the way that things should be. I've been spending a lot of time with Wayne Dyer recently. We've been hanging out on YouTube. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of his YouTube videos. And one of the quotes that I got from him recently is, the doorway to our highest potential faces inwards. And if we are 
going to create external change in our life. We really have to start to look inwards and those internal shifts must always come first. So it doesn't surprise me that you said that. And so even though for me, the slowing down piece is external, it's an external product of things that have needed to happen internally so that slowing down could take place. And a lot of the clients that I work with, they're in the state of busyness and they don't know how to slow down. And I've been there too. And what I would just say is that it is something that takes time because you have to change how you think and how you feel about yourself. And for me, this has been the journey of changing how I think about myself, how I think about my business, the value that I place on myself, the value that I place on my time so that I could create more space in my life. And this kind of overlaps with some of the things I'll say next, but I think the universe has given me a very, very kind in inverted commas helping hand by affecting my health the way that it has been affected or you know my health has been affected in a certain way because that has also forced me to slow down even more and recently last night actually I went to a yoga class and I'd seen a healer that I see here in Bournemouth and he had said to me you should try kundalini yoga like I just have a feeling like you would really like it it's for you and I recently, as the universe does, I had met someone through my yoga classes who had just done their Kundalini yoga teacher training. And then he had disappeared completely off the radar for a few months. And then just after David had said to me, you should do Kundalini yoga, guess who arrives in my class? So I said to him, you know, are you teaching now? And he said, no, but I'm actually just ready to start. So I've been going to well, just literally like last night was my second session, went to these Kundalini yoga classes and Kundalini is supposed to be this, it's actually quite a strong practice. There's a lot of like isometric holds and arm movements and a lot of breath work. And it's very much about shifting and moving energy around the body. So last night I thought I was going to go to this, like, I guess, strong practice. And we sat in meditation for maybe like five minutes. And then he said, okay, come to Shavasana. And I was the only person in the class because it was a new class. He just kept me in Shavasana for the whole class, the entire class. I didn't move. And can you imagine? <laughs> I'm just laughing when I think about it now. It was exactly what I needed. But sometimes we really, really do battle to slow down and be still and just be with ourselves. And yeah, and I could just really witness myself and the frustration and am I going to move? And oh my gosh, are we going to be here for the whole class? When are we moving? Is it after this song? Is it after this song? And then just having to just completely surrender to it. I'm like, I'm just here. Just be here where you are now. Mm. So that's my first lesson. Mm, I love it. So that actually feeds quite well onto my second biggest change when you kind of saying, oh, you notice this frustration and you have this whole like rising up of stuff that's coming up. And for me, one of the biggest changes, and yes, this is something that has not been drastic. It's been really growing and developing over the years and over time, but it's allowing myself to take ownership fully of all the human aspects of myself. So that is taking full ownership of all the frustration, taking full ownership of my need to please everybody, my need to perform, my need to be the best at everything. Like I'm so competitive. I get like all this like competitiveness when I think about 
like let's can be overwhelming. It's like, oh my gosh, like I have to be the best of everything. I have to be better than you. I have to be better than this. I have to like, it's so strong in me. But when I can recognize that and I can expose it and I can share it, it allows me to recognize the mind within myself because all those aspects of us, the shame, the doubt, the frustration, the anger, the judgment, the competitiveness, all of that stuff comes through the mind. And when we are able to expose it, it's like we are shining a light on that part of ourselves, which then takes away that shadow, which then removes that or it softens it when it's out in the open, when it's there for everybody to see, then suddenly it has less hold over us. There's less grip that it has on us. So enable myself to take full ownership of the human aspects of myself, like really let that be exposed. So for anyone who's listening, maybe a journal practice is like, what are the shadow parts of myself that I don't want to expose? What are the shadow parts of myself that I don't want to let into the light? Like, what do I not want to be seen? Where is their shame? Where is their anger? Where is their impatience? Where is all of that stuff that actually just limits us because it's part of the mind and it's part of the ego construct. So when we can shine a light on that, that really allows us to tap more deeply into the heart because we're either living from a space of the mind or we are growing from a space with the heart. So that is the lesson that has come from that. And I think it does feed back to this idea of slowing down because only when we can slow down, can we build and cultivate the connection with the heart. And that is the big lesson is that, you know, spend time growing and cultivating your heart. And even if you, and this has been something that I've been putting into practical practices, like if I'm walking down the street and suddenly I feel like I'm creating a judgment about some stranger or someone that I'm walking past and could be what they look like, could be what they're eating, whatever, like the mind is full of this stuff all the time. And when you're walking past and that suddenly little thought pops into your head, I have to recognize that and internally say to myself, judgment. And then straight away offer yourself like compassion and forgiveness because yes, that is judgment, but you've recognized it and it's now compassion. Forgive yourself. It softens it. And the more you do that, the less and less judgments arise because there's the mind is like, well, there's no point. There's no fun in this because you're not attaching it and holding onto it. When you hold onto something, it creates energy and it festers and it makes it bigger and bigger. So if you're walking down and you have all these judgments that rise up through you, through your interactions with others as they will, and you hold onto them, hold onto, hold onto them, now the mind has got something to work with because it's got all these judgments that it's holding on to. But as soon as you can recognize it for what it is or whatever it is, whether it's judgment, shame, internal stuff, guilt, anything that you are holding on to that's kind of in that energy that feels a little bit more shadowy or darker, when you can recognize that, then it softens it. And then suddenly it's freed from you. There's a little bit of that compassion that arises. So yeah, that's definitely been some of my learnings is to take ownership of that human side of myself in a more, yeah, I guess, all-in way, if I can say it like that. Each week, we get incredible feedback about our episodes of Kombucha and Color. We know our show is touching, inspiring, and helping hundreds of women, and we would like to reach even more. Can you help? You can help other women find the inspiration that you have found if you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. If you screenshot your review and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna, Shay, 
or kombucha and color, we'll send you a wonderful restful yoga nidra practice to download so you can find some peace and calm in your day or a better night's sleep at night. Additionally, everyone who enters and leaves a review and shares it on Instagram will be put into a lucky prize draw to win a copy of my Beat the Bloat guide and Shay's yoga guide. You can love your body from the inside out with 174 pages, including over a hundred pages of recipes, which walk you through my 28 day digestive reset process. This is perfect if you want to reset your body, address any unwanted health symptoms, or support your skin, hormones, energy, and digestion. Shay's 173-page yoga guide includes 116 pages of detailed pose analysis. It will give you all the tools you need to teach yourself yoga so you can sequence, practice, and flow safely in your very own home. Remember, all you need to do is go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, screenshot the review, and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna underscore Marsh underscore Nutrition, Shay at Indie Yoga Life, or Kombucha and Color, Kombucha underscore and underscore Color. Head on over and do that right now before you forget, and then your yoga nidra practice will be on its way. When you were just saying that about, you know, interrupting, creating that pattern interrupt for the mind by saying the word judgment, there's a really nice Hawaiian healing practice, and I'm probably going to mess this up completely, but it's Ho'oponopono, you know, did Colleen send you this? No, this is actually from David. But what it is, is I'm sorry, forgive me. Thank you. I love you. So that's a practice that I've been using, which is to, when I notice my habits, I'm sure I have judgments too, but a lot of my habit is to project into the future and, to, and create situations that will never happen. And so when I do that, then I pattern interrupt with, I'm sorry, forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Mm. You were going to say something on that. No, I was going to say, Colleen sent me that. Did she not send you that image like a few days ago? She may have, but sometimes, I'm sorry, <laughs> Colleen, but sometimes when you send messages, I don't read them. If they're, if they're like the, the group ones, not the individual ones. <laughs> so, yeah. so maybe that will bring me to my next one, which is Life Speaks to You. And I think this kind of follows on from my previous one, which is slow down because you have to slow down if you want to hear the whispers of your life. And yes, sometimes life whispers and sometimes life screams. And I have experience of all the different ranges of <laughs> life's communication. And what was very interesting for me is when I started this slowing down journey, at that point in time, I was running a group coaching program for women, which was mainly focused around weight loss. So it was like a very specific weight loss program. And I've completely now, moved away from that. The way that I run my business has completely changed and restructured. And that was thanks to life. Because as I started slowing down, I did my Reiki training. So much was shifting for me, much more on the spiritual path. I was, I've probably been dabbling with the spiritual path for a while, but now I was like really, really walking on the spiritual path. And even in functional medicine, at the center of the functional medicine matrix, which is the framework we use to 
to sort of look at our clients and what's going on with them, there are three circles, which are the mental, emotional, and spiritual self. And so much more of my business has become about those central pieces because we know we said on the show before, we are both human and divine. And even when we're working with like physical health challenges, whether that's weight or other physical challenges, we still have to consider those parts, our mental, emotional, and spiritual self. So as I started to slow down, what happened was that the universe forced my hand in that I just couldn't get clients anymore. And two years ago, I would have been perhaps ashamed to say that because I would have felt like a failure, like I was failing in my business. But that aspect of my business really needed to fail because it was no longer my work to do in the world. I had more work to do in the world. And that was the catalyst for change, which was to then move on to create my Grounded Goddess group program, which is the group program I run at the moment, which focuses on those mental emotional and spiritual sides of things. And so that was when I rebranded and what I created in 2018. I'm just going to say that program is incredible because, you know, I have group calls with my goddesses every week. And when they come on the calls and they tell me the changes that are happening in their lives and the shifts that they're experiencing in the moments of awareness, I'm like, wow, I created this. And None of that would have happened if I hadn't failed. If things hadn't come crashing down in my business, my old business as it stood or the way that it was structured, if that hadn't failed, nothing new would have happened. And I see this in life time and time again. You know, the way that I look after my body now is so different compared to how I used to look after my body because my health came crashing down. So I think it's now I'm seeing this more and more and more. And so life, things don't necessarily have to come crashing down to change, but the slower, when we slow down, when we start to listen, we can read those signals better. We can be with those signals better. We can witness them. We can respond to them instead of having to react. And it's actually just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love that. And you know, what's crazy is that, what you've just explained is almost identical to my last thing as well on this. Please piece. share. Yeah, please. I think the change for me is I have total surety in this is what I'm meant to be doing. And it is a lot more along that spiritual path. Even as I was reflecting and writing this, like I'm starting to view myself more and more in terms of the label as a healer, even though like a label is not really something that I want to assign to this, but more and more as a healer and less and less as a yoga teacher and graphic designer, like those are kind of not really as all encompassing as where I feel the work that I'm doing and where I'm heading is in terms of the healing. And I can remember, and what I've written down here is that a few years ago, I was doing a lot of creative uh, graphic design work and I actually went and did a market day at one of Warren's niece's schools and was selling my greeting cards and was selling all that paper goods and things that I was making at that time. And it was a complete fail. I'd paid all this money to have this market store stand. I had put up all the stuff. I had printed a whole lot of stuff. You know, I put a lot of expense and effort into this market day and I sold one set of greeting cards and 
it was an absolute fail. Like I failed miserably. And I remember after that market day, Lulu and I, she's been on the show in, in one of the first episodes. And I saw her recently in London when she came to visit and we were having this conversation. And she's like, just remember that time when you were sitting in her car outside my flat in Wimbledon. And I was in absolute tears because it was just such a failure. I had just, it felt like it was the end of the world. I was like, I just don't know what I'm doing. This has not worked at all. Like I feel just so like despondent, like, and I was so big in the mind then at that stage that that sense of failure was just so overwhelming for me. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe that this has happened. And I feel so ashamed and not good enough and all of those things. But as you say, like that failure that needed to happen in order for me to shift course a little bit. And um, I think there's a difference between failure and going back into the same thing to grow versus let me reassess. And is this the path I need to be taking? And even in my early 20s, I remember flying back from South Korea and going to visit my family in South Africa. And one night I was up late with my dad and I would probably been drinking some wine together. And I remember sitting at the kitchen table and also just feeling, and this is way before yoga, way before anything along this path at all. And I just remember sitting at the kitchen table and going, I just have so much to give. And I just feel like I'm not, I'm not giving it. And I feel like I've got so much to offer and so much to give people. And I just don't know this feeling of frustration of like, I have so much like expanding this to give to people, but I don't know how to do it. And I feel like I'm not achieving it and not putting that out into the world. And my dad said to me, he was like, just know that everything that you are doing is leading you to something. Everything that you are doing is leading you to something. And that is really where I I feel like everything that I've done has led me to this point here right now. And really, this is where, as I said at the beginning, like this is where I really feel like now I'm in my sense of power. Like I have total surety in knowing exactly where it is that I'm going and the work that I'm meant to be doing in this world. And as I move more and more, I think the retreat model is going to be a much bigger offering for me and really allowing people to dive deep into their soul, to get back fully into their heart. Like, And yes, using those modalities of yoga, of breath work, of meditation, of creative practices, because those are very strong vehicles and tools for me personally to be able to use and guide people back to a space of trusting their hearts and coming back into that sense of union and flow with life. And that for me has been the major lesson of this is the sense of surrender and the sense of trust. Because, and as you said, like that comes down to this feeling of being able to slow down, being able to just get back into your body, get back into your heart and quieten the mind so that you can live from a place of love and live from a place of trust. So that has definitely been like, and even as I've been reflecting on like when we started with this podcast, it actually arose because Anna and I ran a retreat in Bali together. And after that retreat, I said to Anna, well, we're sitting by the pool and we're having all these like conversations and really like juicy, interesting conversations. Shay and I have the best conversations. Yeah, we do have the best convos. And then I said to her, I was like, Anna, we should just start a podcast. And she was like, okay, cool. And so then that's where this, this idea of this podcast came. And if I think back to how I was preparing for those retreats back then, it was very much focused on, I must make sure all the yoga practices are like perfectly organized and like this needs to be perfect and the need to be like everything like perfect and everything like you know, all that. And I'm human. Like I'm not going to get everything perfect at the end. At the same time, the inner part of me, the soul of me, the soul of everybody else is perfect and whole. So it's like these two things that you have to negotiate. So I think back to that and was very much focused on 
making sure that the yoga practices are so specific and so well planned and so well prepared. And now if I reflect on my journey of preparing for this coming retreat this weekend and some retreats that I've got early next year and in June next year, but this feeling of clearing myself, like what do I need to let go of? What do I need to remove so that I can be this clear channel for helping somebody else access the potential that they have within themselves? And that is really, I think, where my work in this world is, is to enable people, women to find that potential within themselves so that they can step into a place of power and step into a place of surrender and step into a place of trust. So yeah, it's definitely been like a wild journey. And the more I go down the spiritual path, the more I'm like, oh, like I really am like a super woo, but like it's taken a long time for me to get to this path. And on the very first time that I saw Colleen in person, which was also like way before yoga and all this stuff. And she was like, oh, you're a healer. And I was like, whoa, this lady is weird. And that was before all of this, like many, many years ago. And now I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, I get it. I, I get what she's saying. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's like things coming full circle, I guess. For me, I needed to do that clearing work within myself first. I think that is the journey. I think it's Rebecca Campbell who says the lesson of the healer is he or she needs to attend to her own healing first before she can help others. And I think that's why we have these challenges in our lives because nobody wants to work with someone who's just been perfectly fluid and we're all perfectly put together because what do you know about life? So yeah, this idea of being a healer, if you know if you want to create an identity around that or put yourself in the in that specific box, is never or should I say, it used to sit uncomfortably with me. And I also used to feel uncomfortable about the word heal. And I think that that's partially just some conditioning from authority because legally from a nutritional therapy standpoint, we're not allowed to use that word in marketing. And then it creates this very kind of weird gap because I'm not just a nutritional therapist. I'm not just a functional medicine practitioner. I'm not just a Reiki practitioner or yoga teacher and all the other qualifications I have. I'm just something that actually doesn't have a name or a label. I'm just me. And <laughs> people people can come and work with me and receive whatever they receive. But using words such as healing or healer, I've always thought that was for the really weird people. <laughs> but actually, I'm becoming one of those really weird people. <laughs> <laughs> It's getting more and more weird as time goes on. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, you know, I was reflecting on Instagram and Colleen sent me a message to Warren and I for this retreat that we're doing together. Well, I'm doing the yoga side of things and he's doing the food. And she sent this message to me and Warren and all these different really, really strange practices like, you know, with swords and crystals and like, you know, all these different modalities that we have to do to cleanse ourselves. and. I said to Warren last night, I was like, you know what, like two years ago, or even like six months ago, like these practices would have been like, oh my gosh, Colleen, sending me another one of these random voice notes. Okay. Actually, this was like a live video, her face, like videoing us. Anyway, she, she was serious about she was serious. These practices. She was freaking serious. Yeah. <laughs> so when I said to Warren, I was like, Warren, I've got a video for us to watch. And then he was like, oh, okay. And then when I put the video on, he was like, oh, it's her. Oh, she's serious. I was like, yeah. But I said to him, I was like, you know what, as the more and more I do this work, the more I'm like, I get it. I get exactly why she, I get this. I understand why she's saying this. Like I fully 
I fully get it. Like it's a very weird journey <laughs> because being able to like understand it is like from a embodied way is like mm. interesting. That is the difference between information, knowledge and wisdom. The wisdom is when you just get it because it's like in your body and there's just this very, very genuine experience of what all of the stuff means that you can't necessarily even verbalize. It's mm. just like that felt knowing so, and I think that just comes with time and experience. That's why it's a journey. Mm. But I think also that it comes with time and experience, yes, but it also comes with the intuition. And the intuition is something that you access through the heart. So those practices that I mentioned earlier, like softening the mind, is like when you arrive at a place of intuition, that is that deep knowing, that is that wisdom, that is that soul connecting to a place that's bigger than itself, where all information, where all knowledge is shared instantaneously and simultaneously. So yeah, when you connect to that space, that's when you have that deep knowing. So yeah, intuition has been something that is like been on my heart a lot lately. I'm doing a, a workshop in November 9th on like this intuition and finding that space within yourself to be tapped into that higher plane or plane that is accessible to all of us because we all have this potential to access that state of intuition. So yeah, it's been a wild journey over the last two years, I guess. Shall I do my last one? Oh, you've still got one more to go. I thought yes. Okay, yes. So I had slow down, life speaks to you. And actually, this is just really a summary of everything we've been saying already. But everything is happening for you. Trust. Mm. And through the challenges that I've been experiencing, especially more recently, more intensely, what it's come back to time and time again for me is just like keep your heart open and just trust the process, which is freaking hard to do some days. But yeah, it's this, what you were saying about being able to tap into and access this higher power through your heart. I was in a breath work. I did my first breath work. I don't know what you call it. Breath work practice, breath work workshop on Tuesday night, actually, which was a really amazing experience. And there was a lady who was there who was talking about what's real and what's not real. And we think that like, this is real. Like I'm sitting in my office, in my house with my podcasting microphone, talking to you on my laptop. And I think that that's real. And then you have this ability to access this place this like ability to tune into this like source energy and just feel the difference in your body. And you're like, Oh yeah, this is real. <laughs> so, and it's just like everything that you were worrying about or stressing about or fretting about in the air quotes, real world loses its power, loses its hold over you when you are able to tap into that source energy. And one of the things I'm constantly reminding myself is we talked about the, I'm sorry, forgive me. Thank you. I love you. The other thing I've also started to say to myself is just divine will, divine will, just surrender it to divine will and trust that everything will be as it should. Mm. So that's my final lesson. Mm -hmm. So do you want to recap your three lessons? I know you did it a little yeah. bit earlier. So number one was slow down because when you slow down, you can hear more sensitively how life is speaking to you and then the third one is that everything is happening for you trust and then maybe in brackets surrender to divine will and the second one oh no that's all three you did one and then three so one was slow down two was life speaks to you oh, okay. three everything is happening for you okay so my number one was express all your emotions 
fully. Number two, take ownership of the human aspects of yourself to recognize the mind and live from the heart or keep open-hearted, I guess. That is the main thing. Spend time cultivating that energy. And my third one was also trust. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. I'm sure we, we could do this in another two years' time and there'll be even more, even more lessons and learnings. It'll be so interesting to see where we are. Yeah, interesting. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with me. And, and you with me. Else. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed the episode and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week. Hi, it's Anna. Ever since I was a child, I wanted to study the power that food can have on our health. When I started practicing as a nutritional therapist a decade ago, I realized that what is just as important is the relationship that we have with food. This is very often a mirror for the relationship we have with ourselves. Through my own personal journey and health challenges, I was forced to dig deeper and understand things that go beyond just our physical bodies. I learned the importance of working with the whole person to create a balanced body, mind, heart, and soul. I'm now passionate about using my diverse toolbox to help women slow down, take better care of themselves, and ultimately cultivate a life which is a reflection of self-love. If you feel like this is speaking to you, I created a 43-page guide, Nine Steps to Love, Nourish, and Connect with Your Body, to create an energized life with a happy heart and soul. You can download it for free and join my Grounded Goddess community for even more inspiration by visiting groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen, steps. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number hyphen steps, S-T-E-P-S. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the community.